Hey everyone, today we're going to get right into it and chat about the various things that Gandhi did in the Indian independence movement and everything that ended up shaping his legacy, really. Um, These key events and the ways in which he went about conducting himself through them was huge, uh, in, in my opinion, and I want to take this episode to talk about that. And the first big event is this labor strike following the Shemparan riot. And there's this large labor strike and Gandhi is supporting them and, and, and watching from the outside, but also seeing the, the struggles that were coming with that. And he mentions this duty to maintain peace and self-respect. And as he was watching the strike and he was seeing that the people who were striking were beginning to break their pledge to to peace and to self-respect in that process of striking, Gandhi decides to fast and, and, and do a fast in protest of the individuals not maintaining this peace and self-respect in their strike. So he fasts for for three days, and this fasting ends up being a key part of the labor strike lasting for 21 days, and it ends up being a successful effort. And and one of the perhaps early victories in Gandhi's utilization of his methods of satyagraha and and his methods of peaceful, nonviolent civil disobedience. And it's very interesting to see how far these aspirations and and how far these actions of Satyagraha are able to go. And one really interesting comment which Gandhi gives in the book is about creating what he calls a hortel, which ends up basically being a a holiday of fasting and prayer in India. He ends up basically creating this holiday. And they use this holiday to have processions in various places throughout the country, along with having this fasting and prayer accompanying this. And... It's it's really fascinating to hear how Gandhi talks about these things and, and the reasons behind these various actions. So when he talks about the Hortel, he says, it stems from the, the quote that I gave in the last episode where he says, Satyagraha is a process of self-purification and ours is a sacred fight. And it seems to be in the fitness of things that it should be commenced with an act of self-purification. And that act of self-purification for Gandhi was having this hortel where everyone across India spent this day to fast and to pray, to do the behaviors of self-purification, to participate in that, and to not just look at it as a day that's there, but to genuinely engage to genuinely participate 
to fast and to pray and to engage in this process of self-purification. And acts like this end up fueling this movement and it ends up being of critical importance to the underlying sentiment of what Gandhi is really trying to do and to inspire, which is for people to feel that they have power within themselves to participate and to come together and to succeed in this movement. He's able to bring people together and to maintain their focus and to inspire them to be the best version of themselves in the pursuit of truth and also in the pursuit of this higher ideal, which was establishing Indian independence and in establishing in a sovereign and self-respecting nation. And one critical way that, that Gandhi wants to do this is, is, is through communities. And he says he wants to penetrate the villages more effectively and to basically get into community centers to inspire people to participate and to be involved in this movement and to have it be community-centered rather than this larger national ideal, to have it be more real and more personal for people, for people to actually engage with it at the local level rather than so much at this broad, more disconnected national level. And even though he advocates for the use of community foci and, and to use communities as sort of the the stimulant to to all of this, um, the the piece that is able to spark the actual movements and the actions which will lead to the change. He is able to inspire national movements he's able to inspire these movements across the country which i suppose manifest themselves in each of these independent communities through this organization which gandhi is emphasizing and the first one is is salt so to to protest the salt laws that were being put in place by the british government gandhi suggests that people get the salt from the seawater and to basically get seawater and, and boil it to, to separate the, the salt from the water. And it's fascinating because he's able to inspire this national movement in protest of the salt laws. And it becomes massive across the country and even to the point where he gets questioned by the, the British authorities, he gets asked to come in by the police chief and such and it's really intriguing to think about how inspiring people to get salt from seawater rather than to buy it in certain quantities or, or to try to purchase it and obtain it in regards to the salt laws which the British were putting. It's, it's, it's fascinating because it's this small piece, it's this small action, this small thing to look at which ends up having these profound implications and these profound implications are exactly that inspiring so many people across India to use this strategy to get salt, which ends up putting a large damper on 
what the British were trying to do with their salt laws. And the other large piece of the movement is Gandhi inspires the people across India to start spinning their own clothes using spinning wheels. And you, when you look at it, you're like, how, the, how does that happen? How does someone do that? How does someone inspire that? How, how can that happen? H- how does someone inspire millions of people across a country to just start spinning their own clothes? When I first thought about it, it's, it's sort of this mind-raggling thing where you think about it and you're like, how, how, really, how do you do that? But Gandhi was able to, I think in, in part because of how convincing he was because of, number one, the, this level of self-confidence which he had at the time, but also this commitment to truth and the humility which were all there as well. Like this inspirational figure that inspired trust, connection, confidence, commitment. Like I said in the last episode, it's so important. And Gandhi's able to do this so well. And when Gandhi's able to speak on the issue of clothes and be able to put together the reasons behind it, he's really able to inspire the people of India to say, that's reasonable. Okay, I'll do that. Because that will produce change. That will lead to change. Or that will lead to a certain contention or tension there for the British government to respond to, which they'll have to deal with. And it will not be in their interest and we will not be doing anything illegal or bad against them necessarily. We will be trying to work in an, in an independent and sovereign way to, cr- to produce our own clothes. And through this action of spinning clothes and through things like the salt and doing the hortal and inspiring communities to work together, you just see how meaningful these small events and these small initiatives were to grow in size and to have influence across the entire country in their national dialogue. And it's, it's fascinating because I find myself saying this over and over. But yeah, I just find this entire movement to be utterly fascinating and it's something which as i've said before inspires so many civil rights and independence movements after gandhi they see this possibility of a way to go about this that does not involve putting the safety at risk of everyone in a country through something like a civil war or or through a rebellion It's led through civil organization, civil disobedience, and people being willing to come together in communities, come together as a whole to push for something meaningful and to push for something that aligns with truth. And that is a critical piece of the the part about Gandhi inspiring people to, to spin their own clothes. He sees that if they were to start spinning their own clothes, that the, there would be less money going into the, the British systems, which was earning the British 
profits and thus the capacity and also increase dominion over Indian life. And when he's able to encourage that and to point that out and to encourage people to do something which is orderly, which is peaceful, which is in accordance with truth, which is in accordance with the principles of the movement, it's inspiring. And it leads people to say, oh, I can do this manageable thing. Uh, perhaps I can carve some time out and, and make this happen. And we can all work together in the community to do this. We can all work together because we all see this as valuable. We all see the mission. We all see the vision of what we're doing. And I, I just find this in itself to be a crowning achievement of of Gandhi. And additionally, one critical part, I think, which aligns with everything else that I've talked about, which have been more action-oriented, this is more of a a civil action which, which he takes. It's to undertake the responsibility of framing a constitution for India. And he takes two leaders from leading parties of Indian independence and Indian politics. And he, he brings them together to work on this constitution for India, to write this document. So he's not just doing the civil actions. He's not just going out in public and organizing people to do things, but he's being very thoughtful in the background. He's bringing key leaders together to, to write and to establish their vision for India, what they want India to look like, what they want the laws of India to look like, what India can be after independence, what they can look like and be as a country following no longer being under the the reign of the British Empire. And this duality for me, is one of the critical aspects of, of Gandhi. He is not just a community activist, but instead he is, he is a visionary. He is an inspirational and aspirational figure in, in doing so, but he is also someone who is thoughtful and able to put together the key writings and documents and ideas and the structures that are required to create a document that is meaningful, to create a document which will last over time, to create a robust system which will allow India to be a sovereign nation. And even says, toward the end of the book, he has a really nice quote about this, where he says, to safeguard democracy, the people must have a keen sense of independence, self-respect, and their oneness, and should insist upon choosing as their representatives only such persons as are good and true. And he understands the, the key values of democracy, the key values of a functioning political system. And not just at the system level, but also at the individual level. He understands that the system is comprised of individuals, that individuals make up the system, that each individual has a role in this system. And that role is to have, like he says, this keen sense of independence, self-respect, and oneness. 
And I find the way that he articulates this to be so moving and so important. So, so, so important. And I think that these values in, in, in all of these events which I've described here are so important to keep in mind as we think about ways to move forward in the world, ways to look at everything that has happened, ways to look at our world today and what we aspire to and how we can get to what we aspire to, how we can promote change. And I think that what Gandhi did in his life, what he learned, what he put into action, what he wrote, what he thought, what he reflected on, I think that all of these things can be incredibly inspirational for us at this time. And I think it's of the utmost importance, to be honest. It's something which I think all of us should be thinking about and all of us should be reflecting on and figuring out how we can perhaps incorporate some of these principles, actions, behaviors, ways of thinking into our lives and into the way in which we try to address change. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast and this breakdown of Gandhi's actions in India and the way that he carried himself in doing so and the principles that came and under, underlie all of these actions and, and the success of his movement and the principles he is, he's able to, to inspire and, and, and utilize as a base which so many after him would, would follow. So as always, I'll, I'll be back soon. Um, next episode will be the end of the Gandhi series. And then from there, uh, well, we'll see. As always, much, much love. Please take care. And yeah, I'll be back soon. Cheers.